Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. What sort of adventures can you remember having when you were a teenager? When Douglas Robertson was 17 and a half in 1971, his family set off sailing around the world. Six months into the journey, the yacht was capsized by killer whales and they were stranded in the middle of the ocean in a raft, all six of them, for 38 days. Douglas shares part two of that story. And you had no food and no water, yeah. We had a small survival pack in the raft. Right. Uh, it was enough food and water for 10 days. 10 days. But, but, but well, if I say that, that's one, one tablet of glucose a day, one sip of water every few hours. Wow. But on that basis, we had enough food for 10 of us. Sorry, for 10 days, for six of us for 10 days. So, but we knew that the rain had fallen heavily in the doldrums, which were about um, 200 miles to the north of us. So we knew there was water there. So if we could get to the doldrums and get water, we could then make a plan about how to get home. So we made this ridiculous plan, which was to sail to the middle of the Pacific Ocean, away from land, collect the water, get enough water to get us home, and we would row back to America. So that was our plan. Amazing. So we were 38 days adrift on that raft, mm-hmm. and we thought we were going to die every night. Tell me the pact you made. We did, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about what, what would happen if we, if, one, if we were to die, or one of us was to die. And we agreed that we would all die together, that we would, we would not kill each other or eat each other. But we would die quietly if that was what if that was the way it was going to be, oh. and we we that fortified us to work collectively, and with Dougal's Dougal having set as a a goal a common goal, we we knew what the bad result was and what the good result was. The bad result was that we would all die together, and the good result was that we would get to America in seventy days. But we had to work out how to get to America in 70 days. We had to have food, we had to have water. So we started to catch turtles, we started to catch rainwater, and gradually we, we you know, we, we had lots of setbacks and uh, lots of disasters, but, but we kept on overcoming. You know, we never gave up. We never stopped trying to get home. And um, eventually we were picked up on the 38th day by, by a Japanese fishing boat. Wow. Amazing. As an 18-year-old, do you remember what was going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, I was prepared to die. And really? yeah, I thought, this is, this is the end. We can't, we can't possibly survive this. And sometimes I wondered why we were bothering, you know, because it just seemed futile. It, it was just a matter of time before the end would come. But the end didn't come, you know, and we kept going and we kept surviving and we survived each day, a day at a time. We saw the sun go down, and we, that frightened us because we knew that it was darkness, and that was dangerous. And when the sun came up, we knew we had another day. And we went day by day, day by day, and suddenly a week had gone by, two weeks had gone by, and we were still alive, you know, we were still here. And we used to look at each other with wonderment, and um, three weeks went by, four weeks went by, five weeks went by, and we were still going. And we just thought, this is just amazing that we're able to survive this long, 
by catching turtles. We learned how to catch and butcher turtles. We caught Dorado fish and drank their water out of their bodies when we had no water. Mm. I thought, I, you know, I'm telling you, we used to struggle to catch the Dorado fish in the beginning. But later on, they were easy to catch. My goodness. Steve Callahan, who, who also survived, and he used my dad's book to, you know, as an aid to, to survival, he had the same experience where he thought that the Dorado were actually coming to us and sort of putting themselves in our hands. Almost like God was saying, well, they're not on my list yet, you know. I've got to somehow get these people back to land. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you feel, looking back, do you think that, did it make you think about God? It was weird. It It felt like somebody was guiding us, you know. And my mother, one, one particular night, was very, very bad. We had a very bad storm. And the the waves were lapping over the side of the boat, and a Dougal. You know, this is the power of a of a wife. You know, my mum said at the beginning. She said, "Dougal, when my dad had explained his plan, you know, that maybe we stood a chance." My mum said, "Well, Dougal, all we want is a fighting chance. We don't want to sit here and waste away. We want to try and survive mm. if we can." And my dad said, Len, I will not rest until I get these boys on a steamer home. Wow. Okay? Now, well, later on, in that bad weather, when the weather was really, really bad and Dougal was trying to steer the, the, the dinghy and the waves were coming on board and we were bailing for our lives, I was bailing with my hands. We didn't have anything to bail with, you know? And um, my dad thought this was the end. You know, we were going to get swamped. And um, we would sink, and that would be the end of it. Yeah. And, um, my mum held my dad's eyes in the in the darkness, and he looked at her, and he was reminded of his promise. And he ba- he said, "I bailed harder." You know, I, I buckled down to it and doubled my bailing speed. Yeah. To honour that promise, and I thought to myself, "Well, there was a promise." When a promise is given like that, it has to be obeyed, you know. And, uh, you know, we, we survived that night. But my mum says that, and this was my mum's case, that she counted the people in the raft. She counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who was the seventh person? And she thought that we'd had help, you know, in our when we needed it. Really? My dad sort of poo-pooed the idea, you know, and uh, because he was a tough sort of atheist person. Yeah. And my mum was a believer in, in God, you know, in Jesus, and she swore that Jesus was there that night. That's Douglas's story. At the age of 17 and a half, he and his family, in 1971, were stranded in the middle of the ocean for 38 days in a raft. But they weren't alone. I think of that passage in Psalm 139, which says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence, God? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, Surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will become night, even the darkness is not dark to you and the night is as bright as the day. 
Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.